Hello everybody and welcome to 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One, the podcast that solves your freelance problems one at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle Pratt, and I run a personal development training and coaching business called Dive Deeper Development. And I'm your other co-host, Katie Carlisle, also known as Squarespace Queen, and I run a Squarespace web design and training business. And today we're going to be talking about safe problems and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. So during the COVID-19 pandemic, many of us will have realised that the excuse of I haven't got time is not the real reason that we didn't launch a new project or, or start a, a new product or service. And you've probably seen people talk about this on social media. We said, oh, I, I would have uh, written my book if only I had time or I've landscaped the garden if only I had time. And of course, some of us did have a little bit more time on our hands and yet didn't get that done. And this is what we might call a safe problem. So what are safe problems and which are the ones that freelancers should look out for? Well, a safe problem, to, to give it a definition, are, are low quality problems that if we focus on them, um, they serve as a really useful distraction from bigger issues we want to avoid. So there may be some truth to these problems that we're focusing on. They may generally pose us some difficulty, but if we're really honest deep down, they could be overcome with a bit of effort. And the reason why I got thinking about this is because um, I was doing a coaching course and I was learning about this idea of safe problems versus quality problems. And over the, the lockdown period that we've had recently, I I've, I've found myself running out of excuses for the longest time. I've been trying to think of a, a really more specific focus for my business and trying to think of an overall mission statement and just shift that slightly and I keep meaning to get round to it and do new products and service under it and I keep telling myself well I haven't got time or when I've got more time or I'm so busy doing my job I haven't got time and then eventually I said that so many times I got sick of myself and I run out of excuses uh, over the lockdown when actually I could have just cracked onto it so like a lot of people I did a lot of reflecting and realized that actually I don't have time for me it was probably a safe problem, a nice excuse for not focusing on some of the deeper issues, which are much more about identity and brand and purpose. So, Katie, this isn't unusual. A lot of freelancers say, I'll launch the product or I'll do the rebrand when I've got time. And uh, it's very easy being business owners, being responsible for everything to distract ourselves with these convenient problems. And I guess you know what I mean. I mean, what kind of safe problems do you think freelancers typically distract themselves with? Oh, I've seen so many. And I mean, the classic one is, oh, I, I'll do it once I've done this next course. You know, it's the imposter syndrome is it plays such a big role in safe problems, I think. It's that feeling that, okay, well, I don't know enough now, so I can't do it now, but, but if I do another course, then I'll be ready. And then after you do that course, it's, okay, well, I mean, I didn't learn everything about this other subject and actually I can't possibly do the next phase of my business until I know this subject really in depth. So I'm just gonna do another course just to make sure that I really know everything and actually, Learning obviously is really useful, Michelle, you're a huge advocate for it as, as am I, but there's a point at which you've actually learned all you're gonna need to learn to actually just crack on. And a lot of learning actually comes from doing, I think, as well. Yeah, that's common with that's common with coaches, Katie. Oh well I'll I'll be ready to launch my business as a coach when I've done another coaching qualification and i I've met people who've done about three, four qualifications, never coached a person ever. So that's a good one. Um, so that's a classic. I think um, linked to that is maybe oh, I don't have the right kit. So say if you're wanting to start doing more video or doing you know more visual stuff, 
okay, I don't have the right equipment. I don't have a camera. You know, when we first started this podcast, it would have been very easy for us to say, oh, well, we can't start the podcast because we don't have proper podcasting mics. We don't have a podcasting studio. We don't have all of this. And now actually we both do have podcasting mics, but we didn't when we first started. We just used our you know, phone headsets, I think. But, you know, it's that's what I see quite a lot. It's like, oh, well, you know, once I've got the right equipment, then I'll start. Um, similar to that is... I don't have anything to say you know that's something I struggle with myself is when I'm thinking about content or social media or anything like that you know I'm like oh I don't know what I'm going to say or I don't have anything interesting to say no one no one cares about what I have to say um those are definitely safe problems that I experience um I don't know if you have any other ones, Michelle, or ones that you've heard about. Yeah, I mean, we all do these, don't we? So I say I don't have enough time is the big one for me. But I think there's also things like, oh, um, either it's not ready yet, like my website isn't ready yet, so I can't do it. Um, so you kind of put artificial barriers in. So when I have a thing or when I've done a thing, then I'll be ready. Or just like it's not perfect or it's not ready, you know, let me sit down and work out the details. And when I've had time to think about it or I've nailed out the pricing or I've nailed out the details, then I'll, then I'll do it. And of course, that moment never comes. Um, I think there's also sometimes people say things like, there's too much competition um or there's you know there's no need for it and and again some of these safe problems they they, there is an element of truth you do have to be mindful of these things but quite often they're kind of challenges that i think that you could overcome them if you put your mind to it and most of us are more than capable of dealing with these kind of things that's it if you've got too much competition then maybe there's a way you can niche your service down a little bit so that you differentiate yourself and things like that um i think a big one at the moment is people saying okay well the economy isn't right you know no one's got any money so there's no point in me trying to launch something now because who's going to buy it but um again there is some truth in that you know you do have to be mindful of it there's certain things that people might be cutting back on but if you're still able to provide a valuable service to us even a smaller audience it's still going to be more money than nothing if you don't do it so yeah i like that that's that's true as well katie and i think even even in a down we've mentioned this before but even in a downturn or a recession there are always people people still need to buy things so you might need to flex a little bit and you might even be able to help them with the problems that they're experiencing because of the downturn as well. Exactly that. So there are normally people out there. So be be sensitive to it, but we shouldn't let competition or we shouldn't let the economy put us off. Another one that's to do with money is actually, but from the other side, is actually not knowing how much to charge. I think people are scared to promote themselves sometimes because they're not sure how to price themselves and they don't want to go out too high or too low and then feel silly about it or, you know, have a backlash or anything like that. So I think that can be one. Yeah, definitely. So if we've got these kind of safe problems and we kind of all know that they're there, why, why do we focus on them? Why do we keep them going? It's, it's a really good question. I'm sure there are as many answers as there are people. There's a phrase that, I, that someone used to say to me, which I don't know where it came from, which is, um, 
oh, when so-so's doing this activity, they're rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. And I oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And I think it's, that's a really great analogy. You know, you can imagine if being on the sinking ship and if you rearrange the deck chairs, it's an activity you can hurl yourself into and convince yourself, make yourself feel better that you're doing something. But of course, that doesn't um, it doesn't solve the bigger issue or the real issue. And I think that's a that's kind of a clue to safe problems, really. So quite often we tell ourselves, I, I said, for example, I say I haven't had time or I'm so busy, I don't have time. And I think it probably feels a little bit safer to talk about time because a lot of us are time poor than it is to admit the real problem. Um, so I, pro- I think to admit that you um, have got a deeper issue, that you're feeling lost or that you've got a bit of imposter syndrome it probably doesn't feel very nice to talk about that emotionally i think it can touch a bit of a nerve so it feels better and a bit like the rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic as long as we're focusing on busy doing something like bringing in money um or or serving customers then it feels like we're doing something constructive and we get to feel good about it whereas we focus on a deeper issue we probably get to feel pretty bad and an interesting thing i found through my coaching work katie is that people generally prefer problems that they are familiar with than problems they are not familiar with, even if dealing with the unfamiliar problem would actually make your life better. And that's safe problems in a nutshell. It's a really, really weird one. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's weird. It's like I've met, like, for a long, long time ago, I worked in weight loss. And a lot of people would tell you how miserable they were being overweight because they weren't very happy with themselves or they let themselves get out of shape. And they were generally miserable with their weight and they've been trying to lose it for years. But if you did a bit of coaching work on mindset with them, you'd quite often find there was a deeper issue. Like sometimes people wanted to leave their spouses, but they didn't have the courage or they might, or if they'd overcome this problem, they would have to deal with the fact that other people might find them attractive and they might have to start dating again. And that felt scary. And you think, well, one of those is a really good problem to have or a quality problem that actually should give your time and effort but actually by focusing on the safer problem of of losing weight well at least i know that at least i know how to cope with it at least at least i could you know because i'm on this plan or doing this fitness program i feel like i'm doing something about my life it kind of gives you a false sense of security so that's that's some katie i don't know you've probably come across a few as well well i think it's something that we we touched on in an earlier episode um it was episode 14 where we talked about working in your business, not on your business, and that sort of feeling like you're doing something, the busy work, you know, maybe you are putting content out on social media, but it's not particularly strategic, or maybe you are spending a lot of time, you know, checking your emails and and doing kind of admin stuff, but you're not actually looking at developing your business and tackling the hard questions about where you want to be in the future and things like that. So I think I think it is that the same stuff that we talked about in that episode probably comes into play for these safe problems as well. Um, I think sometimes as well, it's focusing on these safe problems, are, yeah, a kind of nice way to avoid other bigger problems. And, you know, if you kind of feel like, oh, this is a problem. And actually ultimately, because you know you can do something about it, you feel a little bit more in control. Um, whereas there might be something that you can't control that's a bit scary that you don't really want to think about. And so a bit like you were saying, you know, it's that sort of better the devil you know um, approach of feels safe, it feels familiar. And, but I think I think the fact that we, we know that ultimately we could actually do something about it makes us feel a bit more, a bit less powerless, I suppose. 
yeah you get to feel good you get that dopamine hit um for it as as well which is you know kind of gives us that temporary relief i suppose so yeah anything that helps us avoid a bigger issue perhaps an imposter syndrome confidence or we just got to deal with something ambiguous or complicated and of course or, or we're worried about making a mistake of course it provides a, an opportunity to keep away from that and i think a big thing that people are scared of is judgment i think that's probably influences a really big section of safe problems so you know people don't want to put something out in the world because they're scared somebody will pass a judgment on them and make them feel bad you know they're scared to put themselves out somewhere as an expert in case somebody judges them and tells them that they don't know enough they're scared to to put themselves amongst the competition in case they don't get chosen and somebody judges them as not being as good as the other competition um so i think there's a lot of fear of judgment going on there as well yeah i've had a lot i've had that a lot of that recently over lockdown you know i've mentioned before i've been training people how to take their face-to-face training courses and deliver them online doing uh, webinars or seminars online and you know a lot of the trainers i think probably knew this was coming but um it, you know of course they focus on the safe problems well actually i'll promote my face-to-face work because um my customers love it i get rewarded for it i get paid i get praise like you say katie what if i put myself out there as someone who trains online i have to learn all this new technology and what if people do it better than me what if what if people judge me and say that my i lose my impact what if i don't my personality doesn't come across or what if i don't get as good a reviews when i do that online which was a huge barrier for people and i think as well another factor that's sort of a bit linked to that when you were saying you know we've got to learn this new complex system is having the mental space to take on something a bit more complex so I think sometimes I've definitely had it where I've been like right I know I need to do this big important thing but I just don't have the mental space or capacity to think about it right now and then I think because of that it's then easier again to focus on the on the safe problems yeah definitely it, it, it is it's and we we get to feel good of course which in the short term for a coping mechanism is fine but long term if it persists over time um then of course it becomes a bit more of an issue something that holds us back and of course the longer it goes on the worse you feel about yourself so yeah let's talk about how we can spot spot these i mean i think one for me katie is how can you spot a genuine genuine reason which like i say a lot of the things we've mentioned have some legitimately legitimacy um but if it persists over time time so for me I don't have time I don't have time I don't have time this was something that I've been saying for probably about a year to be honest with you and I've been saying it so long I'm sick of myself so (laughs) I I think if this is an excuse that you you and I've gone to various personal development events and I've taken that away as my action create time to deal with this problem has been my action for about a year I went away on an event and I we wrote our problems on like these wooden bricks and we put them in a wall and took photos and I've got the wooden brick in front of me my desk and that was one year ago pretty much to the day i still have it and i've only just started to action it so i think if you're refining us using the same excuse repeating them over and over and you're sick of yourself then i think that would be one clue um another one is that if a way to spot if you've got a safe problem or a genuine reason is if you have the means to solve it if you really wanted to you have the skill the expertise or the very least you could find someone to help you get that but you haven't done it you could solve it if you were really committed and other people have probably solved it already in their own lives but you haven't got round to it for a long time that probably means that perhaps it could be a safe problem um 
And I think another one for me is if if people have offered you solutions, but you've rejected them all. If I So I've had people coach me and I've said, oh, I haven't got time. Oh, Michelle, could you ring fence some time? Could you delegate some things to a VA? Could you book some holiday? And every time I've gone, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but and so on and so forth. And if you're finding yourself, you're rejecting all help, there was probably something that could help you. So that's a good clue. Um, Katie, you've probably got a few as well. Anything that you, any any ways that you would spot a safe problem? I think for me is if I, you know, if I know that if somebody else had that problem, I would spot it and then have to think about, okay, am I am I in that same situation? So if I if if, if one of my friends, freelance friends, was saying, oh, I can't do this because my website isn't ready. I'd be like, oh, actually, here's all the ways that you can start before your website's ready. And so if I have to think, okay, what if I was in their situation, would I be the one going, actually, you can do this? Um, and I think that is another sign is that, you know, if your friends or family, if, if they're kind of, like you're saying, Michelle, if they're kind of offering help or if they're kind of calling you on it, then that's obviously a big sign that you've got these safe problems. And I think ultimately you probably know deep down which ones are your safe problems and you'll know that they're not the real problems. I think the other thing with the safe problem is like you say, if it's been there for a long time, I think other indicators are if you spent a lot of money on it, but you haven't got any results. Mm. So if you spent a lot of money on kit or courses or anything else, but you're not actually seeing any value from that, that's possibly that you're throwing money after a problem that doesn't require money, it might require something else. But the other thing I think, sometimes you've got a safe problem and you it might not even be a problem so you might have something on your list of, of problems and perhaps it doesn't even need to be there so maybe one of your problems is that you don't have time to go on and do facebook posts or you don't have time to create a new facebook group that you want to create and that might be a safe non-problem because it might be that actually if you haven't got the capacity to keep it up and do a good job and if you're not dedicated to it because you haven't done it for over a year, is it actually going to add that much value to your business? You know, Or is there something else that you could spend your energy on? So from your safe problems, I think it's good to do an audit to know if they're actually problems or if it's something that you actually can just sort of say, right, do you know what? I'm actually not going to consider this a problem for now. I'm going to put this on the not doing now list. We talked about that in a recent episode. Or there's, th- there's things I've had on my list for ages where I've been like, oh, okay, I'm going to leave that because it's a bit amorphous and I'm not sure what the next steps are or um, because I know it's going to take time and effort or maybe because I'm not sure if it is the right thing for my business. I think that's another way you can spot them is if you've got a gut feeling that maybe the reason you're not doing anything about it is because it isn't the right thing for you, then that's a good way to spot a safe problem. So I had something like that where um, there there was a thing I was going to set up and I kind of felt like I should do it. But ultimately when I questioned it, I was like, I don't I don't feel okay about doing this. I don't feel like I want to do this. I don't feel like it fits in with the rest of the plan that I've got. And so then I actually took it off my list completely. And then that was a big weight off my mind. So yeah, that's another way to spot them. So, so like, why was I spending my, my time and energy on this? And I really like what you said about um, spending money or effort or, on things, but actually you've got no solution, Katie. I think it's a great one, especially with coaches. You know, a lot of coaches say, oh, I need, a, I need to go on that course. Uh, then I need to set up my terms of business and my, my I have to pay someone to do me a, a terms of business or a contract. Oh, and then I need to set up a website and then I need to um, pay someone to do my marketing copy. And of course, all of these things are good 
but you could start coaching someone today you know just practicing with it if you wanted to and like you say you spend a lot of time and money on processes or kit but actually it hasn't solved the the kind of bigger more important stuff so dabbling around the other one the other one as well as rearranging the deck tear on the titanic the other one is is splashing around in the the shallow end is another way of putting it yeah that's a good way of putting it so if they're the safe problems and how to spot the safe problems what the opposite i think you mentioned quality problems so what's kind of a a good problem to have Michelle yeah of course um, it would be nice if we didn't have any but of course there are some problems are better to have than others and, and, and so a quality problem if you like is a problem that if you were to solve it it would make a meaningful change to your life so questions like you know which direction should I take in my business or what do I want from my life do you know what do you know what I mean Katie yeah the the the, the, the bigger picture stuff really isn't it it's it's the the scary but ultimately rewarding stuff that that you're probably avoiding by focusing on the safe problems so it you know it might be for me for example i've been wanting to rebrand for ages and it it could have been sort of a, a safe problem of like kind of you know putting off doing it because i wasn't sure what you know what brand to to change to and everything um but actually what I realised it was a kind of quality problem because it wasn't something that I should just be doing quickly overnight. It was something that I needed to wait until I could actually have time to devote to doing it properly and get my head around it. Because I think that was one of the things that I needed to make sure was that I, I needed the time for me to be able to think about it and work out, okay, this is what I want to do. This is my plans. These are my strategies. And I knew that... I could just switch it over to the new brand without doing any thinking around it. And then that would have solved the sort of, if it were a safe problem, I would have solved it. But actually I knew that it did require a bit of strategy. And sometimes I think, you know, um, sort of in your gut or logically even, if something, if you're putting, you know, if, if your safe problem is something where like, oh, well, I need to do some strategy before I can do this. You probably know if you actually need to do that or not. So like, you know, it's like with when you know in, when you're in school and you did spend ages making color coded. I never did this, but making color coded revision guides rather than actually doing the revision. Yeah, there's times true. when you're going to be making the revision guides, and you just need to acknowledge that's what you're doing, and that you're not actually doing the thing that you're needing to do. But sometimes I think the strategy is important, and I think anything to do with evaluating like your brand, your mission, your purpose, um, just anything to do with making big decisions, um, you know, developing your business, reevaluating the market and where you fit into it. But I think like you were saying, it's about life stuff as well. So what's the work-life balance that you want? Um, you know, what, how, how do, like my question, one of my kind of problems as it were at the moment is how do I get, uh, you know get more more of a buffer in my weeks and in my days so that if I need to take time off or if I want to take time off then I can do it without it having a huge impact and that's not something I can quickly solve overnight so that does it is needing for me to kind of reevaluate my processes and and stuff but I, I am doing things about it and I think it's one of those things as soon as you start doing them for these quality problems once you start doing them you really realize how you almost feel a bit like oh i i knew i knew i knew i needed to do this and it's so good to finally get started um yeah 
taking that taking that step is huge but once you do it like you say you feel almost a sigh of relief that you actually got stuck into it yeah exactly um so yeah anything to do with that you know anything to do with reorganizing your finances and working out how to scale your business working out how to for me it was reducing debt um you know paying off my credit card things like that like stuff that actually takes it does take thinking time but that's it's not it's not an excuse it genuinely does take the time it's not a safe problem in that you're kind of putting in these artificial barriers they're actual barriers that do need to be overcome but that once you start overcoming them make a difference does that make sense yeah it does and you mentioned rebranding your business i think it's a good example katie because you're right rebranding your business could be a distraction are you rebranding because you're bored you know sometimes people need to make big strategic changes in their business but rather than actually think about the nitty-gritty the purpose the mission the changes in the market the finance structure they tend to think about things like what do we rebrand <laughs> and it's like yeah that's great you know logos yeah. and websites is really pretty stuff it's you know it's it's fun but it's not really going to solve the bigger issues so I think you're quite right there yeah it's almost like taking a step back and going what what's the reason that this problem exists for like what's the I was gonna say what's the problem that the problem is solving but that doesn't seem to make much sense but but you know if you've got a, a question I think I've noticed actually when we were putting some examples for safe problems and some examples for kind of quality problems or good problems the safe problems tended to be statements whereas the good problems we phrase them more as questions and I think that's possibly one of the ways to identify it is if it's something where it's a question that suggests that you do need to spend some time reflecting on it and it probably is worthwhile but if it's a, a statement or something that sounds more like an excuse then it's probably a safe problem yeah definitely the, the 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 safe problems generally sound like excuses like they might sound like legitimate reasons uh, on, in certain circumstances but when we repeat them over again they definitely sound more like excuses and i think a good way to spot another way we didn't mention of spotting a, a safe problem is when you get sick of yourself or uh, it's doing your head in when you find yourself saying the same words again so let's, let's talk about how we can overcome our safe problems we all have them and it's human nature sometimes to do these and sometimes we do need to cope or just make ourselves feel a bit better in the short term but of course long term we need to take action so how do we overcome them i i would say the first thing is we've given a list here of how to spot safe problems so if any of those re resonate with you just listen out to yourself when you're talking to your friends or even to yourself and uh catch yourself uh saying these things and once you've ca caught yourself saying um some of these excuses and you think oh that's an excuse i keep saying that i've got to do i might really must do something about it catch yourself for the act and then when you're when you're with your network or when you're at personal development events or business mastermind groups or even just chatting to your friends or mentors formal and informal speak it out loud there's enormous power to saying it out loud so um a few weeks back we were doing a CPD event with some other coaches. We were doing some reflection questions together, some peer-to-peer -peer coaching. And um, I literally just said that for the, probably for the first time to other people. And certainly to those people, I felt quite, you know, made myself quite vulnerable to them. And I said, you know what, guys, I've been saying I haven't had time for six, seven months or whatever. And um, I realised that I've done a lot of reflecting and that's not the that's not the problem that's just bollocks isn't it it's not about time <laughs> it's not about time I, i've got it's about it, it's a bigger thing and i need to stop kidding myself and i need to 
I need to now work on this. I'm going to hire a coach. And um, just speaking those words out loud, I got lots of recognition, a lot of encouragement, but those other guys have been in the same boat. They knew what I meant. So it was really good just to say it and have that acknowledged and and reinforced really. so there's some of, some of my tips for my first stages. Katie, what about what about you? I think part of it is uncovering what the real issue is. So what is what are you using the problem as a shield to protect yourself from? So find out, identify the safe problem and do what you said, but then actually look at why you've been using it as a problem. So is it you've got imposter syndrome? Are you worried? Are you scared? Is there some ambiguity there? Maybe, you know, maybe the reason that you've not done anything about it is because it isn't actually clear what the next steps are. So if you can then try and find out how you can break it down and find out what your next steps or your next actions are, that can actually start you moving towards something as well. Are you trying to avoid something unpleasant? Is it something that you know you have to do, but you're putting it off because you know it's not going to be pleasant so sometimes it's about work it's actually kind of about accepting that you might have to grit your teeth and bear it and do something unpleasant or it might be trying to work out a way to make the unpleasant a bit less unpleasant and a bit easier a bit more palatable um depending on what it is if it's having a difficult conversation uh, we've done an episode about that in the past so you can have a listen to that and get some tips about how to approach difficult conversations um there's there's you know a lot of them probably some of them might actually be problems that we've covered so far so if you find that actually underneath your safe problem there's a there's another real problem that you can tackle then go and have a look through our archives and see if there's anything that will actually help you deal with that particular problem good plug there, and then Katie, I, think, I like that one not, not, not to just completely self-promote us there, but <laughs> there's uh, 57 other episodes, so um, you can go and have a look. And then I think like what you said, Michelle, just act, like take action and do something about it. So whether that is speaking to somebody and asking for their advice, you know, and, and again, don't don't create a new fake problem to solve another fake problem. So I think, Michelle, in your case, it sounds like you having this coaching stuff is going to be really valuable to you. But I think it would be a risk that you might identify something and go, OK, I'm, I'm going to have some coaching to, to figure out the answer to this. When actually, if you do kind of know yourself what you need to do, don't create another fake problem to substitute for a previous fake problem. So I think just take some steps to actually tackle the real issue or make a decision not to do it like I said before um I think that's probably the main things um and then just a bit like what you were saying Michelle you know take advantage of your network don't go it alone you know outsource if it's possible get the support from other people you know there's so many networks and Facebook groups and communities where you can go and share your problems and other people who've been through that can then support you and tell you how you know what worked for them and hopefully make it a bit easier to deal with yeah I think that really I think that really helps like I say I felt better when I spoke out loud and pretty much you might think you're the only person and and other people normally have been been through it too and I think sometimes people focus on safe problems um you mentioned imposter syndrome and ambiguity and unpleasantness I think sometimes people don't want to disrupt relationships or they don't want to sack off clients or they don't want to say goodbye you know it's the relationship thing that causes an issue and so yes there's always the danger you might cause tension and you might want to put off doing that but relationships are normally better in the long run with honesty but also you can use your relationships to help as well and and um 
I just found that there's a lot, like you say, Katie, other people have probably been through it and they're much kinder to you than you are normally to yourself. So the minute you speak those problems out loud, not only does it take the power away from them, but there is probably someone out there with in your network who's got the solution or some suggestions. And we did this really interesting coaching exercise with the group I was working with. And um, we kind of did like, I don't know if I told you, Kate, we did this fishbowl exercise where you talk about the problem for two minutes. The group talk about, can have two minutes to ask you clarifying questions. Then they spend like 10 minutes talking about your problem as if you weren't in the room. And it was really fascinating just to Whoa. hear all these other people's suggestions and ideas and their thought processes. And just that alone, you know, it was less than 10 minutes and it gave me so, well, one, it kind of reinforced the decisions. I, I'd been thinking about how to overcome my safe problem and I of not having enough time and I didn't it was ambiguous like you've just described there Katie that's what was making me put it off the real issue was it felt ambiguous and unpleasant and hard to pick apart um and of course they can't solve that in 10 minutes but I'd had some thoughts about what to do about it about how to find the solution and of course hearing them discuss that as if I wasn't in the room reinforced the idea that my ideas of what to do were good and it gave me the kind of impetus to go and do it it's like yeah I thought of that oh I'd already thought of that that was a good idea I'm not mad great yeah I'll, I'll, right that's it I'm definitely acting just because I got the thumbs up and of course they gave me some ideas as well and you mentioned acting Katie and I think that's the do something principle we've mentioned before isn't it if something feels ambiguous and scary if you don't know where to start just start if you've taken the wrong direction of course you'll you'll soon work it out you'll know what not to do and if you do that enough eventually you'll whittle it down so um and of course if you are feeling fearful then you might put something off but of course um it's great to feel confident before you act but sometimes only by acting do we get confidence so i love those suggestions katie i was reading something uh, yesterday from a guy called james clear who writes a lot about productivity and habits and he was saying that yeah um a lot of people think that they need motivation to get started but actually a lot of the time getting started is what leads to the motivation um, I'm paraphrasing he phrased it better but I think definitely we, we kind of expect almost this sort of external force to like propel us to take action whereas actually the the way you get into the flow of something is just by starting yourself and then once you get into it you're like oh this wasn't as hard as I thought or oh this is actually more enjoyable than I expected or it might be like oh no this is horrible okay that's clearly the wrong approach but one way or another you've actually discovered more than you did before. Yeah. I don't go alone Kate you mentioned user network so I actually booked a coach myself I identified that as an action about four weeks ago but of course I went on holiday for a couple of weeks and it was a bit of a rush going on holiday I only found that last minute I could go um, and I think I did put off even booking the coach and I am a coach I know how to buy coaching and I know the coaches that I was, I was talking to um, and I put it off put it off and do you know what I finally just got sick of myself rung up my the lady who I'm going to be doing the coaching with and as soon as I'd made that phone call she was like yes I'd love to work with you and yes this is exactly the kind of topic that excites me the direction I want to go in so she felt good I felt good and I just felt so proud of myself <laughs> and about, <laughs> I just felt lighter just for having taken that first step so the thing is with with safe problems they're they're uh, the quality problems the quality problems are really icky to deal with but of course the minute we act we do feel very much better and so we always do this thing on the podcast where we have our final kind of top tips to take away so if you could just choose one action that we've talked about on this episode michelle to tackle safe problems what would it be um 
I think maybe I mentioned talking to other people and being a bit vulnerable, Katie. And I wonder if, if people have got a network that is good um, and you find yourself saying the same thing over and over, perhaps be a little bit brave and ask people, you know, I keep saying I haven't got time. Be honest with me. Do you think it's an excuse? You know me. Um, if you can't spot yourself, can somebody else let other people spot you and say, guys, I've been saying this a long time now. Are you convinced it's a real problem? Do you know what I mean, Katie? I think that could be a good way. It takes bravery, but I think it could really help. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it would be, even if it's just writing a list of what you think are your problems. So, you know, write a list of everything you think is a barrier to you progressing as you want to in the business, what's getting in your way, and then go through and just take a really honest look at those things and identify which ones are the safe problems. And just by even identifying them, I think you're gonna make huge progress and maybe just choose one to start with and go, okay, that's, I can spot one, try and spot one safe problem and then I'm gonna try and deal with it. So I think that's what I would suggest if we were going to do just one thing is write them down and identify one. Um, So as usual, we would love to hear from you. And if you want to interact with us, you can uh, tweet to us at 99problemscast. That's the number 99 problems and then cast as in podcast. Or of course, if you want to make sure you get an alert whenever we have a new episode out, then you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will see you next time for another episode of 99 Problems, but a boss ain't one.